This is what God meant when he said be fruitful. He meant be fertile, be rich, be abundantly successful, be profitable. May your life be rewardingly satisfying, worthwhile, gratifying, pleasing, prolific, creative, inexhaustible, and high volume. So when God said be fruitful, he was speaking into us all of these things that goes along with being fruitful. I'm Alice Newsom, and you're listening to the Repurpose and Publish podcast. I've heard it said that graveyard is the most valuable piece of real estate on the planet because it's filled with unrealized dreams, ideas, and visions. This podcast is about denying the grave consumption of the great content locked up in my computer and taking the bold step to share my thoughts and creativity with you. And now, here's more repurposed content from my computer. Lord, it's an honor to come into your presence again, and it's an honor to come into this church, Lord, and to be with these women, Lord, who has a hunger and a thirst for you. We thank you so much for each one of them, God. We thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for their heart, God, for their heart to continue to search after you, to continue to desire more and more and more of you. So, Lord, I thank you because your word tells us that those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, God, that you're going to fill them. So I thank you, God, because your word is true and you will fill. So fill us all, God. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your spirit. Live inside of us. Take up residence. Guide us, God. Be our God. Let us acknowledge you as our leader, as our father, as our God. So God bless this Bible study. Open up our eyes and our ears and our understanding. You be glorified in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Isaac is old, and he thinks what? He thinks he's going to die. He doesn't know when. And what's Isaac's physical condition? He can't see. Okay. He can't see. So he's thinking he's about to die. And what does he do? Because he thinks he's about to die. He, he kind of want to have his last supper, like one of his best meals. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's the purpose of him wanting his son to prepare this meal for him? What's the whole setting? What is he setting up? A blessing. So he can bless him. So he thinks he's about to die. He's blind. He thinks he's about to die. And he says, before I die, I got to take care of this. Because remember, he already, Jacob and Esau, what did Jacob get from Esau before? For a pot of stew. His birthright. Okay, so he's gotten the birthright. And now Isaac needs to add the blessing. Okay? So what, okay, so who overhears Isaac and Esau's conversation? His mother. His mother. Okay, and what did the scripture say when we studied about the birthright? Isaac liked who? And Rebekah liked who? Jacob. Jacob. Okay, so here's Esau and Isaac having a conversation about the blessing. It's time for the blessing. Go get me some of that stew that you make so well. Go out and hunt because Esau was a what? Hunter. He was a hunter. 
go out there and hunt some of that venison. I'm not sure if venison was deer or venison is just, I don't know. Okay, a wild animal, okay? Get something from the wild. Go get some of that venison, make some of your stew, come on in here and share that meal, and I'm going to bless you. And Rebecca heard that, and she did what? What did she tell Jacob? He had to go get the blessing. Okay. Well, to go get the, um, the, the, goat, the baby goat and bring to her, and she's going to cook the meal for him to take. Okay. Okay. So Rebecca's going to cook the meal. Jacob, you go get it, and we're going to cook it, and what's going to happen? You're going to get the blessing. Okay. But Jacob said, well, there's a couple of problems with that. What was one problem? Who was smooth and who was hairy? Jacob was smooth and Esau was hairy. Okay. Jacob was smooth. Esau was hairy. And so Jacob said, okay, mom, if I go in there and dad wants to do what? Dad wants to touch me. He's going to know that I am not Esau and I'm not going to get a blessing. I'm going to get a curse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, and mom said, uh-uh, don't worry about that. What did she do? Took the, um, the goat's uh, skin and put it on it. She took the goat skin and put it on his hands and his arm. So she put on a weave. <laughs> Didn't she? <laughs> she um, put on, because you know she probably had to sew some stuff. <laughs> yeah, put it on his fingers and all of that so that it could feel like who? Esau. And, and then she didn't stop there. What else did she do? She put it on his hands. And where else did she put it? Neck. Round his neck. And then what did she do? Put the sin on him. Put the sin on him. And what was the scent? Like the wild. The scent. On the clothes. His clothes. Esau had some clothes at the house. He had some nice clothes at the house. So she went and she got Esau's clothes and she put them on. Jacob. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after she put these clothes on Jacob, he went in and, and the stew was ready. So he goes in and what happens? What does his father say? Or what does he say? How did you get it so fast? Okay. How'd you get it so fast? And what did he say? Oh, the Lord brought it to him. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> okay. So the Lord brought it to him. And so, um, what did he say? What did his dad say to that? Okay, okay, yes. Okay, so why do you think Isaac said, come near me? He wanted to see if he could smell. Why? Uh, he, it just didn't feel right. It just don't sound right. <laughs> it could, because Isaac said what? He said, it's the voice of Jacob. It's the voice of Jacob. It sounds like Jacob. But, but I'm touching you and I'm smelling you. He's using his senses. And must be Esau. Yeah, who put on a weave back in that day? Who did that? <laughs> okay, so after he eats the stew, and what happens? He eats the stew, and he blesses him. Okay, what verse is that, where the blessing is? 19? Uh, yep. 
Okay, so Jacob encouraged him in 19, sit up and eat. Yep, so you can bless me. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And so in 20, he says, yeah, then he talks about the conversation. How did you find it so quickly? Yep, um, 27, and he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the raiment. Okay, and okay, now here's the blessing. 21, and see the smell of my son is the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, okay, God give thee the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine and let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curses thee, and blessed be every be he that blesses thee. Okay? So that's the blessing. Then what happens? Soon after Isaac made that blessing, what Jacob left? He probably left. You think he left slowly? Uh-uh. He got out of there. He got out of there. And what happens? Esau comes right after that. Here comes Esau. And what does Esau do? Esau's probably excited, and he come in, and he say what? Here's the stew. Yep, I made you some stew. Here it is. And, and, and what does Isaac, how does Isaac react? Who are you? Exactly. And then in verse 33, what's Isaac doing? He's trembling. He is so angry. He is so upset. He is so, he's been tricked. And he just found out he'd been tricked. Mm-hmm. So this is his reaction to it. And, and he says, well, who was it that brought it to me? And what does Esau say? And he says, I've already blessed him. And he will be blessed indeed. Mm-hmm. And when Esau heard these words, he did what? 34. He cried. He cried with great nick. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, Isaac told him that his, his brother came in with subtility. Just like they said the garden, the snake in the gardens was subtle. Yep. So Jacob came in with subtility and he deceived him because Isaac can't see. But his other senses were keen and alert saying something's not right. But he said, well, it can't be because he smelled like Esau and he feels like Esau. So it must be Esau. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what does Esau say in 36? Mm-hmm. He got the right name. Yep, he is a deceiver. Yes, and he took away what? My birthright. And now he's taking what? My blessing. And then he said, Dad, what else does he ask him? What does he ask Isaac? Don't you have one blessing for me, just one? Didn't you keep anything for me? Now, isn't that ironic? Because Isaac was giving everything to Esau. So he had left nothing, really, for Jacob. He was giving everything to Esau because Esau was, he loved Esau. He was his favorite. And he was the firstborn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we already know that the firstborn gets two-thirds of the birthright. Of all the inheritance, he gets two-thirds. Mm-hmm. That's like a double portion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Isaac answered and said, this is his blessing to Esau. Behold, well, no, he says, behold, I've made him Lord 
and all that brethren have I given him for servants. And he gave him the corn and the wine. And he basically said, I don't have anything else to give you. I've given him everything. I don't have anything else. And he says, behold, this is it. And 39, and Isaac, his father, answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of the heaven from above. Okay. And by the sword shall thou live and shall serve thy brother, and it shall come to pass when thou shalt have dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from your neck. So he says, You can get it off of you, but you're going to have to become strong enough to do it. Mm-hmm. And Esau did what? Hated Jacob. Mm-hmm. And he said to himself, He was starting a scheme, and he was going to do what to Jacob? He was going to kill him. And Rebecca heard this, right? And she did what? Told Jacob. Told Jacob to leave. And where did they tell him to go? To Laban. Remember? Laban. Who is Laban? Her brother. So she's sending him back to her brother. So 46. Rebecca said to Isaac, I'm weary of life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these, which are the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? Here's the guy with the blessing and the uh, birthright, and if he gives it to these women, these loose women, these women that are just not fit, you know, to be a part of our family, then, you know, what good is it for me to live? So Isaac called Jacob in 28. And he blessed him and he charged him and said, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. It was the same thing Abraham did to Isaac. Don't marry anybody around here. Go back, same place, mm-hmm, and found a, find a wife. So this time, she's sending Jacob off to save his life. Verse 3, And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padam Aram, unto Laban, son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob, and Esau's mother. All right. We are going to concentrate on verse... 36. Read 36 and see if you have a question. I had a question after I read 36. So that's what we're going to focus on. And he said, it is not rightly, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, hath not thou reserved a blessing for me. Anything? No question? Don't worry about it. I just came up with this question. I've read this thing I don't know how many times. And the question just came up to me. It's like, okay, you have the birthright and you have the blessing. What's the difference between the birthright and the blessing? 
Birthright is an inheritance, right? It's part of everything you got. Every, all your houses, all your land. You have, you have two daughters? You have two daughters. The oldest daughter, if you have five houses, let's say you have six houses. She's going to take it off. <laughs> well, she get two-thirds of it, and then your younger daughter just get a third. So she'll get four houses, and your youngest daughter will get two. So that's the birthright. It's just a division of the property after the death of the person, okay? So that's the birthright. So what I did was I delved into, and we're going to look at some words. When you start to study, it's important that you get a dictionary and just understand some words. So that's what we're going to do today, and we're going to press on so we can get finished with all of it. All right, now... According to the Holman's Bible Dictionary, which is one of my favorite study tools, the blessing in the Old Testament, the word most often translated blessed in the Old Testament, the word that's most often translated is Barak. Isn't that amazing? Our president's name. But the C is missing. It's just B-A-R-A-K. But then you'll look and you'll see that sometimes it's B-A-R-A-C-K. Barak means blessing. Okay? So that's the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Now in Genesis, we're going to look up the word blessing and we're going to turn to Genesis 128. I just thought that was an interesting fact. I make notes of interesting facts. 128 is where we're turning now. But bless in the Old Testament, the most often translated word for blessed is Barak. So we're turning to Genesis 128. And we're going to look at what God did when he blessed, because we want to understand blessing. Okay, so 128 uh, says, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Okay, so when God blessed them, what did God do? What action did God take in 128? But what did he do to give him dominion over the fish? What did he do? What was the action that God took? He actually did something. What did he do? He spoke it. So from that, we can say the blessing is verbal. Okay? So the blessing is verbal. And we see that repeated in what we just saw with Isaac blessing Jacob. Didn't we see that? He said, and this is what he said, and we saw that again in Rebecca when they blessed Rebecca. Didn't they say, we bless you, my sister? And what did they do? They spoke blessing. So the blessing is verbal, and it talks about the power of your word, okay? Now, in Genesis 1.28, uh, when God said, be fruitful, this is what God meant when he said, be fruitful, he meant be fertile, be rich, be abundantly successful, be profitable. May your life be rewardingly satisfying, worthwhile, gratifying, pleasing, prolific, creative, inexhaustible, and high volume. How do I know that? Because all I did was look up the word fruitful. And that's what fruitful means. So when God said be fruitful, he was speaking into us all of these things that goes along with being 
fruitful. Okay? So in that same scripture in verse 28, when he said multiply, God meant to increase, to grow, reproduce, swell, enlarge, prosper, flourish, grow rapidly, thrive, boom, and bloom. That's what God says, being fruitful and multiply. We take a lot of times, we look at stuff and we just breeze through it. Slow up and see what the words mean and you'll be blessed. Because this is some powerful stuff. When God spoke that, he wasn't just saying be fruitful. You know, not just blossom and have a few fruit. No. Mm -mm. No. God says you be fertile, be rich, be abundantly successful, be profitable. That's what fruitful means. Okay? And then he also said to replenish. Now, you'll see that the King James says replenish. Other versions will say fill. So I looked up fill. Fill means, when God said to fill, he meant to make full, of course, to fill to the brim, to put in as much as can be held, to occupy to full capacity. Now, in the 23rd Psalm, David says, my cup overflows. God has filled him up to the overflow. Okay? So that's what it means to be filled, to fill the earth. And Rebecca's blessing, again, we saw that. If you want to turn there, you can, or you can just remember it. And they bless Rebecca, and that's in Genesis 24:60. if you want to look that up. 24:60. they bless Rebecca, and they said unto her, thou, they said, again, the, the blessing is verbal. They blessed her and said, and they said unto Rebecca, Thou art our sister, be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those that hate them. Okay, now do you remember the blessing that Isaac gave Jacob? Didn't he say, bless those that bless you and curse? Exactly. Okay, so now, what's the difference between the birthright, and the blessing. One main thing, it starts with a V. The blessing is verbal. So it's the power of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. You have what you say. You have what you say. You have what you believe when you say it. Scripture. Scripture. Problem is we got to believe it. And I heard this one preacher saying, you're already blessed. Every human being that's ever been born on this earth is already blessed, whether you are Christian or not. And that's this scripture. Because God said, be blessed and multiply. Be fruitful. Did he say that to Christians? He said that to mankind. You know the story of the Tower of Babel? But the Tower of Babel... They tried to build the tower. Nimrod, they called Nimrod the first king that was called king here on the earth. Some people will say Nimrod was an evil king. And they were building the Tower of Babel, and the Babel Tower was going up so high, they were all one language. The whole earth was one language. Everybody understood what everybody said. 
until the tower was getting so high and the Lord says, okay, they're moving too fast. They're progressing too fast. This is in the early chapters of Genesis. They're going too fast because he blessed us. He blessed us. We're made in the image of God. He blessed us. So they're moving too fast. He came down and confused the languages and that stopped the building of the Tower of Babel. So the Chinese went here and the Japanese went there and the Africans went there and the Europeans went here and everybody just split because no one understood. Just those people that were like them or using the same language, they understood each other. So the tower stopped. So that's the Tower of Babel. But do you see the power that God has placed inside of us? We are not weak little people. We are God's daughters. We belong to the Most High God. We are his, made in his image, cleansed with the blood of Jesus, able to stand in God's presence and ask God anything and proclaim. Use our mouth to speak blessings. That's what the mouth is for, to speak blessings. And we need to start speaking blessings over ourselves, over our children, over our families, over our mates, over our working conditions, over our status in life. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be fruitful. Be fertile. Be rich. Be abundantly successful. Be profitable. Make your life be rewardingly satisfying, worthwhile, gratifying, pleasing, prolific, creative, inexhaustible, and high volume. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, difference between the birthright and the blessing. Birthright is your inheritance. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, well, why would he have a birthright and then get a blessing on top of it? I didn't understand it. Not until I understood what blessing means and what birthright means. Now I see the difference between the birthright and the blessing. The blessing is a verbal pronouncement of God's divine favor. Let's turn to the prayer of Jabez. That's in First Chronicles 4, 4, 9, and 10. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. So what did Jabez ask the Lord? First of all, he asked him to bless him. So when, God, when Jabez asked God to bless him, he was asking God, make me fertile, make me rich, make me abundantly successful, make me profitable, make my life rewardingly satisfying, make it worthwhile, make it gratifying, make my life pleasing and prolific, creative and inexhaustible and high volume. Do that for my life. That's part of the blessing. That's the fruitful part. He asked for enlarge my coast. So it says, enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. Let's see, multiply. To grow it, to make it reproduce and swell and enlarge and prosper and flourish and grow rapidly and thrive and boom and bloom. That's the other part of the blessing. And then to fill, says, mean it to make it full. Make my life full. Fill it to the brim. Put in as much as I can hold, as fill me up to capacity. 
So the blessing is, according to Genesis 1 and 28, the blessing includes being fruitful, it includes multiplying, and it includes filling. Fruitfulness, multiplying, filling. That's what God wants to do to our lives. He created us for such as this. Because when he created Adam and Eve, he created our ancestors. All life came from Adam and Eve. All of the life came from Adam and Eve. So when he blessed them, he blessed us. He hasn't changed it. We are still to be fruitful and multiply and to fill. And he wants to fill us. And he wants our lives to be bountifully blessed. He wants us to have an enriched life. That's what he wants for us. And it's what the scriptures say. Hello, I'm Galeen, your host from Let's Meet the Author. I want to go ahead and boast about one of my authors who premiered in the first season, Alice Newsom. I have read her book over and over, and I cannot put it down. I have recommended to my sisters, I recommend to my mom, to my aunties, and even the male members in my family. Finally, there is a book that talks about the women of the Bible. All right, and also it gives juicy details about the lives of Jesus' ancestors. The book is called The Sorted Lives of Jesus' Ancestors. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Jesus' family does too. You've got to get your own copy. Go to alicenewsome.com and go ahead and read it and find out all the secrets of Jesus' ancestors. alicenewsome.com Get your copy today. You will not regret it. I've been busy. I've recorded an audiobook too. Now, the audiobook is a convenient way to hear the stories of the women in Jesus' family tree as you go about your day. I'm the narrator, and it comes with a special audiobook companion document. Get your audiobook now. If you are anything like I am, then you have a stored collection of stories and lessons. I encourage you to get that content out of your mind, out of your device, out of your journal, and share it with the world. Enrich someone's life because they are waiting for you. That's a wrap. Another podcast is in the books. It's published. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share it and subscribe to get each episode as it becomes available. And please leave a review. Visit my website, alicenewsome.com. Remember to repurpose and publish. Thanks for listening.